0: You are listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of Passengers. Hello. Is he asking me on a date? She didn't seem that impressed.
1: Wow. You clean up pretty good yourself. You two look fine this evening. We're on a date. Very nice took you long enough to ask. So, why did you give up your life on Earth?
0: Okay, everybody. That there was the trailer for Passengers starring Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. The story of Passengers is as follows. On a routine journey through space to a new home, two passengers sleeping in unsuspended animation are awakened 90 years too early when their ship malfunctions. As Jim and Aurora Face living the rest of their lives on board with every luxury they could ask for, they begin to fall for each other, unable to deny their intense attraction until they discover the ship is in grave danger. With the lives of 5,000 sleeping passengers at stake, only Jim and Aurora can save them all. The film stars Chris Pratt, Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Sheen, Lawrence Fishburne, and Blink 'em and you will miss em Andy Garcia. And it is directed by Morton Tildum and written by John Spates. Joining me for this review, I have a special guest hailing all the way from the UK, Sarah Buttery from sarasawamovie.com. How are you, Sarah?
1: I'm pretty good, thank you. Glad to be back.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, you joined us um, for, was it Girl on the Train? No, it it, yeah. yeah, it was Girl on the Train. There was a lot of rage. Oh, I know. But how funny yeah. is it that Emily Blunt is now a SAG nominee for that film?
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'd like to say I'm surprised, but I'm not because it's it, it was genuinely quite a good performance. It was just the film that failed her and everything else about it that I hated. So, But yeah.
0: Well, let's see if we could find any redeemable qualities about Passengers here, because this movie's definitely be getting a lot of divisive remarks from a lot of people, depending on how you interpret the story, let's say. And it's very hard to talk about this film because the marketing has been a little misleading what we're gonna do is we're gonna do our best to review the film without spoilers and then we will take the gloves off and go into full-on spoiler rage mode which i'm sure sarah is just dying to do but first sarah um without spoilers try your best to tell us what how you uh you know what you thought of passengers
1: okay right i'll do my best um so, yeah, obviously, last time I came on and completely annihilated a uh, Girl on the Train, um, I'm pretty much going to do the same uh, with this, as I really hated this film. Um, so it was a film I weirdly had no feelings about prior to seeing it. So the trailer didn't really do anything for me. Um, it didn't look great. It didn't look terrible. Um, but I had general concerns that it was a film that was kind of solely being marketed based on its aesthetics um, and I guess the star power of um, Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt um, and it is that kind of film really it's it's it very much sells itself on the visuals um, and the the two leads um, and yeah there's without uh, going into spoilers because we'll do that later it takes a turn I guess or uh, has something unexpected happen in it that I completely wasn't expecting but it wasn't in a oh wow that was a interesting turn of events it just yeah it completely oh uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, i'm already stuck
0: (laughs) it's all right it's totally fine i mean i'm sure i'm gonna get stuck right now but speaking of being stuck i'll just start off by saying that passengers is the very definition of a movie that wrote itself into a corner in my opinion and does not know how to get out um it ends up becoming a movie where it tries to please everybody by the end but in in effect it pleases nobody in my opinion um which is not necessarily true i know people that have seen it and actually don't you know they 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 like the movie actually, which is surprising to me in many ways, because I would challenge them on certain aspects of the story here. But regardless of which, without getting into too much spoilers here, um, I will say a couple of different things. One, from a technical standpoint, I I do like some of this film's um, polish that Morton Tilden brings to it, same kind of polish he brought to a film such as The Imitation Game, which is a far better film than this. Um, Things like the production design, very, very well done in my opinion. I think the production design is very inventive. I think it's expansive, it's vast. There's a lot to explore within this spaceship that the two passengers are trapped on. Um, The sound of the film, I mean, in a film such as this, I mean, sound is going to be an integral part because it's in space. And the sound mixer on this film is uh, Kevin O'Connell, who, you know, is just fantastic. He always does great work here. Um, And Thomas Newman, who one of my favorite film composers on the face of the earth he goes for the typical piano and strings which he has done in many of his works prior before and you know what i don't care i love piano and strings in film scores that tug at the heart strings and then that's what this does here so i do not mind it one bit actually um so those elements i all very much liked now chris pratt in my opinion and call me out on this if you disagree. I think this is his best performance yet, which isn't saying much, but I think it's I think it's his best. What do you think?
1: Mm, I agree. I think um, I don't know if it's his. Uh, yeah, I struggle to consider it his best performance, but I think it's it's the most we've seen him do. I guess in a film where he's not just playing that kind of, you know, he's not Star Lord, he's not the guy from Jurassic World. He's playing, I guess, a bit more a character with a bit more depth and. Yeah, it was it was a it was a solid performance from him, but it's his character. Yeah, that let things down a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I, and it's amazing because as much that Chris Pratt sinks himself, you know, sinks his teeth into the material, um, because he does get a lot of material to work with here. Um, it's not an amazing performance. It's not a great performance. And some people will even say it's a really terrible performance, but. Um, I do think it is, right now, compared to his other work, his best. With that said, it manages to do something that I did not think that was even possible, and that is take one of the most likable stars in Hollywood and make him truly unlikable. Um, I have never hated Chris Pratt more than I did watching this film and I even felt bad about it at first but as the film just goes on and on and on and on and oh my god when it gets to like the end and it gets just so 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 just ridiculous I started to uh, take my hate towards the film, and I started to like pl- place it, like displacement, on Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Who, by the way, um, she completely phones it in here. She could do this yeah. role in her sleep, in my opinion. And any actress could have been cast in this role. Um, I struggle to say that their on-screen chemistry is good. I don't know if it's necessarily good or if it's great. Uh, with that said I guess it's not really good because if I can't unanimously say it's good then I guess it's not so I don't think the two of them necessarily work well together here um yeah and I also and I also am very disappointed by the lack of supporting roles in this film Lawrence Fishburne shows up for a couple minutes boom done Michael Sheen kind of has a one note performance and that's really it and Andy Garcia as I said before blink him and you'll miss him pretty much <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I felt um Lawrence Fishburne as well completely phoned in like it, that again could have been anyone playing that role. It's there's a th- a thing that happens with that character and the other characters that means that it was necessary for him to be there. Um but again, yeah, he really added nothing to it for me and that whole I mean just the whole third act was entirely ridiculous anyway and he kind of only added to the ridiculousness of it, but Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, it goes back to what I was saying before about how this film writes itself into a corner and it has to introduce these plot elements, these characters, these decisions that the characters need to make in order to move the story forward. Um, And if you went with the more logical conclusion, then the movie would be over. There would be, in effect, no movie. Um, So it's like they're damned that they do, they're damned that they don't. Um, and choosing to tell this story, they ultimately end up alienating, I would say, 90% of their audience, ultimately, the way that they choose, how they choose to tell it and how they choose to tell it through the, the two characters, Jim and Aurora. it's It's one of the most baffling, bewildering movies I've seen this year that, in all honesty, I just don't know how it got... I mean, I know how it got greenlit. I mean, I, I get it because somebody misinterprets the script. You know, you sign on these big Hollywood stars, people see dollar signs. You hire a very, you know, hot director right now um, that's got a good streak going after coming off an Oscar nomination for The Imitation Game. And it just sounds like it has all the recipes for a success.
1: Mm. And it's, for me, it was a, a film that kind of. Um it felt too preoccupied i guess in its concept and in its idea that it just then didn't know what it wanted to be and it you know like you said is you know it was damned either way it was it was never going to work this film it's just such a strange just the way the the storyline and everything is constructed and the direction it goes off in is just completely it's just so odd and you know it it feels like that the third act that it kind of, you know, throws in. It feels completely tacked on because you spend so long getting to there, like a frustratingly long amount of time with just the most slow, laborious build up and then it's just like, oh wait, look, this has to be a, like a sci-fi action film. Here's some explosions and some stuff, deal with it. But it just it just feels unearned, I don't know. It's it's very strange where it ends up and it's not good.
0: Well, I think the first 20 minutes of the film are actually the film's best moments. Uh, like as a short film even, I think that the first 20 minutes works very very well on its own. and maybe that's what this should have been. maybe this should have been just a short film um, on the ship and it's like you know let, let's just take the concept of castaway and put it on and put it on a spaceship in space. you know mm-hmm. that's ultimately what the first 20 minutes is. Um, and if I were to say to you, let's do the plot of Castaway on a deserted island but instead of Tom Hanks being completely alone let's give him another human being to interact with I still think that movie would be more interesting than this movie simply because the two characters are inevitably stranded together on this island Um, and it's by chance and they have to just simply deal with it um, I think I'm veering way too much into spoiler territory here. I'm trying to, like, explain it in a way that I think it would be, like, better, I guess, I guess you could say. But one thing that I do kind of appreciate a little bit is that when there is this one critical decision that gets made in the film um, about 25, 30 minutes into the movie, um, the film does at least acknowledge that it's wrong and there is kind of, like, a moral back and forth of should I, should I not sort of thing. And I thought that that theme and that question was at least provocative and it got me thinking a little bit in terms of, oh, what would I do in this situation, right? But the answer was clearly obvious to me as to what I would have done and I would hope that other people would make that decision (laughs) instead of the boneheaded, stupid, selfish, unbelievably just terrible decision that is ultimately made in this movie uh with that said oh man because i'm going to go off on a rant right now um sarah final thoughts uh, on the film for you any oscar potential and a grade out of 10
1: uh, um yeah i there's very little to like about this film um i agree with what you're saying about the um the production design and everything the technical aspects of it were genuinely really good and and Particularly in the opening, when you're sort of you know first exploring the spaceship and everything, there's a lot of quite impressive visual stuff that I appreciated. Um, I liked the um the score as well. Um, I thought Chris Pratt was fine, um, and everyone else just could have been played by anyone and didn't need to be there. Um, and everything else about it I hated and was terrible. Um, so oscar prospects i guess uh maybe something in yeah production design or one of the technical categories um and out of 10 uh probably a uh, three out of 10 for me okay
0: all right that's fair um i don't really have any final thoughts to say i'll get into that in the spoiler section suffice to say This marketing uh, for this film is deliberately deceiving you. Uh, Be forewarned about that. Uh, I think that you would have a better experience watching this movie if you went in possibly not seeing a trailer, not knowing the plot, just went in as cold as possible maybe. Um, Because that expectation and that, that kind of trust is broken about 30 minutes into the movie, and it results in one of the most... Confusing, bewildering, baffling movies I've seen all year. Just in terms of character, uh, sheer character. The plot is so so simple to this movie. Um, You know, basically these two people are stranded on this ship, and the ship is breaking down, and they need to fix the ship to save the other five thousand people that are asleep on board in their hibernation pods. So that's that's it. It's uh, a a space movie. It is a love story. It it is a... It's a... Let me put it to you this way. If if, if your favorite movies are Stalker and Peeping Tom and you haven't seen these movies and you just know the titles of the films, Passengers might work for you. Uh, With that said, Oscar potential, production design uh visual effects and that's all I'm willing to say it may get in for and as far as a grade out of 10 goes I'm going with a 4 out of 10 let's get into spoilers you want answers I think I'm entitled you to. want answers I want the truth you can't handle the truth okay so I've been dying now to talk about this for a couple minutes, so let's finally get into (laughs) the big reveal that is in this movie, which is Chris Pratt is stranded on the ship. He wakes up. It's by accident. He gets out of his hibernation pod. He explores the ship. He grows a Tom Hanks from Castaway-like beard that is just like, wow it's it's crazy there's uh him trying to figure out how to get back to sleep he accepts his fate at some point he you know starts just having fun around the ship and everything after he realizes he's not gonna be able to get back to sleep Uh, then finally he starts to fall into despair he thinks about killing himself and then he just randomly sees jennifer lawrence laying in her hibernation pod and goes oh she's hot and it, and can we just also point out the fact that her name is Aurora? Like Sleeping Beauty Aurora? Are you fucking kidding me?
1: I literally hated that so much. Ugh. I was so mad.
0: <laughs> and he makes the decision, albeit he wrestles with the decision for a bit, but he makes the selfish decision to actually willingly wake her up from her hibernation pod, knowing full well that he is condemning her to death simply because he believes that they're meant to be together and that they're perfect for one another. It is the most unbelievably selfish thing and superficial um, decision I've ever seen in the movie. And Jennifer Lawrence reacts uh, accordingly when she finds out, you know, that this has all, you know, happened at some point. But it the third act then wow it's like hey you're very very heroic for what you've done you're willing to sacrifice your life I guess the debt is paid a always pays his debts uh let's let's make love for 90 years on this ship alone and if we ever have a fight guess what we're probably gonna get over it cause we're the only two people here let's grow some plants and what, what the fuck <sighs>
1: ugh <laughs> Yeah, as um yeah, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Um is that obviously it's, you know, there's that kind of when he's first deciding if he's going to wake her up or not. There is that, you know, moment of questioning, I guess from the character um and you sort of think, "Oh, okay, you know, they they the filmmakers or you know, they they are considering that this would be a difficult decision to make." You know, they are it's it's teasing you with the kind of like morality of it um but then that is forgotten so so quickly and just veers you know headfirst into just being one of the most offensive and just horrible horrible like stories that I've it's just it's so unsettling and it's you know yeah I can't decide what's you know more unsettling you know the fact that the film doesn't even acknowledge that you know this is creepy and weird or you know just that the audience is just you know led or you know or told to believe that all of this is fine because jennifer lawrence's character is fine with it you know she has a moment where she's like i'm annoyed at you and that wasn't cool and then by the end of it she's just like you're chris pratt you're hot it's fine
0: I, I exactly yeah. because yeah. he's the thing that kills me is that he's proven to be right in that mm. they do fall in love and she does find him attractive and he obviously finds her attractive and they he conceives this of this idea that they're going to just live together on this ship for the rest of their lives to the point where um, both of them stop trying to figure out a way how to ever get back to sleep and I personally would have liked maybe – you know what? I can't even suggest an alternative ending simply because, like I was saying before, this movie writes itself into a corner where it goes then with this really cheesy, really pro-typical Hollywood-esque conclusion where they end up together at the end despite what he has done to her. And it's like, oh, love wins. And I I I just I don't understand. I don't understand how you can be the only two people in the world, or at least in their small little world, and just simply be okay with that. I live with two roommates and I get annoyed by them. Not daily, but but a lot of the times when I was living with my own parents, I would get annoyed with them all the time. And believe me, there's unconditional love between, you know, parents and their children. And you fight and you argue and you have resentment. And the only thing that you could take comfort in knowing is that you can get away. You can go to other people, friends, etc., cetera, et cetera. They don't have that luxury here. So how the hell does this romance somehow succeed, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, and the fact as well that it's you know, at the end, I guess she's presented with the choice of being put back to sleep essentially in the one uh pod, medical pod they have for five thousand people, which just makes no sense whatsoever. Um but she's just like, No, it's fine, like screw having a life and all my dreams and everything that I wanted to do because she's clearly a, it, you know it makes it clear that she's a character with aspirations you know she's a she's a writer she's the idea is that she would go to this new planet and write about it and then you know return to earth to kind of share her story and it the just the, the way her the, that character changes her mind is just it's so it's just really unsettling and it, it doesn't offer a good enough explanation of why she would just, you know, it's like, oh, love conquers all. No, I'm sorry. I don't buy it. It's Thank it's you.
0: Stockholm syndrome, essentially. <laughs> yeah. She 100%. ends up falling for her captor. Um, yeah. And that is exactly what Chris Pratt is. He is her captor. He steals her from her life. And holds her prisoner now in this new one. And it's not like she could kill him. Because if she does, then she's going to be all alone. And then she might as well kill herself. So you ultimately give up the reason for living. So you're forced into this situation. It is so, so, and I'm going to use this word, it's so evil. Mm. I can't believe that somebody thought that this was a good idea to put this down on paper and then somebody thought it was a good idea to actually put it on the screen and then actually have scenes that would justify it you know I was saying before that um, if another decision had been made then there would be ultimately no movie Um, the scene where Chris Pratt uh, goes into the airlock chamber and he contemplates just being sucked in the space and getting killed um, you know uh, before he decides to wake up Aurora you know that would effectively end the movie And I think that would work as a short, possibly, Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, have the short end with him debating whether or not to wake her up. Uh, But don't actually go through with the decision. Cut to black before he actually makes the decision. Let the audience wonder whether or not if he does it or not. That's more thematically powerful. But this film actually goes through with that decision and it is just completely misguided in every single way imaginable that when the film does meet a conclusion towards the end, which I thought was deserving, which is that Chris Pratt ultimately uh, self-sacrifices himself to save the ship because he recognizes that what he did was terrible and he is trying to make amends, have his comeuppance, etc., 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 And there is a moment in the film where you believe that Chris Pratt has died and that there's no way that he's going to be coming back and Jennifer Lawrence is trying to save him. And I never for a moment believed that he was going to truly die once she actually retrieved his body and brought him back into the spaceship. Um, But when he was floating in space and was running out of oxygen, I I thought to myself, you know what? I'm very, very okay with this. You, the bad, horny man are getting exactly what's coming to you, but yet you kind of made it okay in the end by saving everybody on board. I kind of was all right with that.
1: Yeah, I think if the film had, if it had ended at that point, you know i i would have been more satisfied with that than the nice neat little package it got wrapped up in at the end because that just
0: right and then she can go back to sleep in the pod she can wake up in 90 years and she can tell the story about this guy that Mm. ultimately saved everybody it would have been obviously very ham-fisted as well in a way but man would that have been the better ending
1: yeah, there's, no, there's, I don't think there's any way this film couldn't have ended up being ham-fisted in some way. Like even if it had ended in that way, you know, it still would have been, you know, incredibly cheesy and cliche. But it just, it would have, it would have settled that kind of moral gray area, I guess, that this film is just letting you sit in, and it's just wholly unpleasant to be there.
0: <laughs> Chris Pratt like looks into Jennifer Lawrence's eyes, and he goes, "We'll always have Avalon." oh my gosh um and like i was saying before uh and i've referenced this a couple times now what the hell was andy garcia doing in this movie did he just like want to just be on set for a day or did they just randomly pluck him out and be like yo andy you want to come by set today just do a walk on and that's it like
1: i mean did he have a line or nope like okay no i I, I thought i was imagining things but no he really just showed his face and and Paced out, didn't they?
0: Yeah, it was so odd. Um <laughs> I don't know uh if there's missing footage or something like that, maybe, but I mean that was just completely, completely unexpected. Um yeah. with that said, I think this movie does promote rape culture, um, mm. which is just a no no. Um I can't believe that they try to make it okay. I don't care how like, you know, provocative and how thematically uh death it, it, it is in in terms of Um, the questions it makes you ask and makes you think about, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's okay in certain situations, but you have to make the right storytelling decisions to justify it in the end, and this film does not do that. So it is just a complete failure other than a technical level and some positive aspects here and there. Some. And I'm like, I'm really, really like stretching that.
1: Yeah, scraping the barrel, I think, to find positives in this one. And it's... The fact that it kind of, it's the way it presents itself as well, which I just, I find really difficult to deal with just the, you know, in how it ends in kind of, you know, the, the two people it has as the leads as well, you know, you've got two of the most popular and likable you know actors out there at the moment and you put them together in a film like it sells itself really it's it you know it didn't even have to try and but yet then it you know it presents itself as being this like you know beautiful love story and it is more of a you know a, a love story than it is a you know a sci-fi action film because that element really only comes into it and in it's kind of you know dying moments but it's yeah it's it's disturbing that you know the 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 lead actors and Chris Pratt's butt and you know the beautiful supposedly beautiful love story will distract people I guess from what is actually quite a horrible and you know unpleasant issue that it just seems to be brushing under the carpet and I, I find that just incredibly difficult to deal with and I the the more I think about this film the more angry I get and I mean I said um on my Twitter that this isn't the worst film I've seen this year because I've seen some terrible films this year but it's the film that has made me the angriest damn because yeah I, and I was pretty angry about the girl on the train as well just because I hated it so much but this it's it's the the themes and the things that it I mean it doesn't even try to deal with them does it it, it just kind of yeah It's it, it acts like there's such a non-issue but it's really such a you know Im- important and you know unpleasant thing that it's that it's tackling but yeah it just acts like it's no big deal and yeah it's i've i've read some sort of quite troubling reviews i guess from um some male critics i was gonna say they're pretty much male right yeah yeah i'm not you know tarring everyone with the same brush but it's like you know they many of them like don't seem to have a problem with the film but they acknowledge they fully acknowledge the fact that women might have a problem with it and i'm like the fact that some men don't seem to have a problem with it yet acknowledge women will is the real problem. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's like, terrible. How, how can you be okay with that? Like, how can a, a decent human being with any kind of moral compass be okay with this film? Like, I don't, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it's not a good place to be. And I, I constantly was thinking of... Um, the character Harry from uh, in Bruges when Mm. he's telling uh, Brendan Gleeson's character, uh, and this is about like killing a little boy, but he's like, if I'd killed a little boy, I would have pulled the trigger right on the fucking spot on the fucking spot, you know? And he's like (laughs) going on and on about how he would just kill himself in a situation like that. And it's like, you know, if I was in this situation and if I was Chris Pratt, I, 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 I would never ever condemn somebody like that. I I wouldn't, I would just accept my fate, you know? Uh, I mean, or at least hold out long enough that maybe somebody else wakes up, which they inevitably do, Lawrence Fishburne, Mm -hmm. and I can then find a way. Um, I get it, though. If you're, you know, alone for a year, you start going a little kooky, a little crazy. I, I, I completely understand that. So maybe the decision is a little bit harder, but the idea of waking somebody else up here's 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 what i'm thinking here like if you're gonna wake somebody else up why not wake up all five thousand people you know ma- yeah. maybe they all gang rush you and they trample you and kill you for doing that <laughs> but you know at least you would have a tremendous amount of company and you, you don't just single somebody out due to sexual reasons
1: yeah he pretty much just and i, I didn't like that whole you know the scene where he kind of you know it's like oh you hadn't noticed any of the other pods and now suddenly you've just looked over and gone oh she's you know she looks great and you know that that kind of weird like obsession i guess he had with her as well where he was like looking at all the kind of you know the video footage and that sort of thing and 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 felt like he had this you know idea that she was you know the perfect person for him and it's like you don't know And, and then like you know could there not have even been like a little bit of like conflict i guess where they like they hated each other or something that, you know rather than just you know a, a little bit of kind of like friendly banter and then her just being like yeah sure because you're the only person here. <sighs> like
0: <laughs> i'll tell you this uh my theater got an unintentional laugh when she just beats the shit out of him uh oh, one night so when funny. she's uh <laughs> one night when he's sleeping she just like comes up to the side of his bed just comes into focus and he's like you know, got his arm over his head, and he's like, hey. And next thing you know, wha-bam! And she just <laughs> wails on him so hard. Um, and it's done out of rage, and it's meant to be dramatic, but it's unintentionally hilarious.
1: <laughs> mm, it's like the corkscrew in um, Girl on the Train. It's Yes. Just, it wasn't meant to be funny, but it's like, yeah, I know, this funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Sarah, with that said, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the internet?
1: Um, so you can find me on Twitter I'm um, at Sarah Budry and my website is com.
0: and I am on all the social media pieces of the world at Next Best Picture you have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast review of Passengers and we will see you all next time